0: You're listening to the NLP Masterclass Podcast, presented by NLP Master Trainers, Tina Taylor and Steve Crabb. Hi, Tina Taylor here again. As I mentioned, in How Do You Think? Part 1, we represent things in our mind whilst we're thinking. And we use our five senses. And the way that we do this creates how you feel and respond to the situations around you. One of the things I loved finding out about, learning all about at my first NLP course was by changing how I represent things in my mind changing the way I think about something, I change the way I feel. And this is the basis of successful change work. It's how you can help someone with anxiety and fear change and feel more confident, less fearful, stop feeling anxious. So we'll have a quick recap. Whilst you represent things in your mind, you use what we call representational systems, and those modalities that we have, where we call them visual, for the things that you imagine, you see in your mind's eye. auditory, the sounds, kinesthetic, the feelings you get. olfactory. The smells. Now, some people think that's very strange when they begin to learn about representational systems. Smells are very important. Smells from your childhood can trigger all sorts of memories, can bring back all sorts of thoughts and feelings too. Hmm, <laughs> The smell in a dentist's waiting room. A lot of people go, Ooh, that smell. It's not the smell. It's what they associate with the smell. And then we have gustatory tastes. Mm, that first sip of coffee in the morning. Oh, that begin my day. That triggers all sorts of feelings. Now, each of these modalities have elements within them. That make up our experience. So when you think of something and you imagine something in your mind, something visually, it could be moving or still, it could be colourful, could be black and white, it could be clear, dim, big, small, close, far away, to name but a few. And these individual elements within visual auditory it could be number of sounds is it in harmony where are the sounds coming from the tone the pitch if it's kinesthetic it could be is it light is it a heavy feeling is it a good feeling is it a negative feeling all of these different elements we call sub modalities And they are the little parts that make up the representational systems. And these are the parts that can be used to change an experience. Now, when I'm working with clients, if I'm working with an executive, sometimes they'll say things like, I can't see my way around this problem. It's just so big. I don't know how I'm ever going to be able to do it. And if we boil down to the submodalities, the thing that he's got in his mind is larger than life. It's really close, right in front of his face. So he literally can't see around this particular project, this particular image. What his brain is doing, it's blocking him being able to put it into perspective. and we have all sorts of saying in the English language got to get some distance from this. That'll tell you that your clients got things too close when you get the, the submodalities of how they're thinking. They'll tell you it's all in the language. Now let's try an experiment. Think about, remember, being motivated to do something. And as you think about being motivated, maybe you're motivated to. Yes, let's make it simple. You're motivated to brush your teeth in the morning. You might be motivated to keep fit, to exercise. You might be motivated to keep to your diet. When you think about that, how do you think about it? Do you have images in your mind? How many? Are they colorful? Are they black and white? Are they close? Are they near? Are you associated into it? Are you actually in it? Or are you looking at yourself in it? Are there any sounds? I have sounds I play when I'm feeling happy about something. And it's usually James Brown. I feel good. Do 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 do. It's just running along in the background. Are there any sounds? Do you have music? Are there words? Are you saying something to yourself? And what sensations are you feeling? Do you feel pressure, a lightness, a tingling? And whereabouts in your body is the sensation? All of these different elements make up the different submodalities. And by changing the submodalities, You can change how someone thinks and feels about something. Now when people have phobias, when they think about the thing that they're scared of, they imagine it happening now. A spider phobic can be scared of a spider when there's no spider anywhere near them. And when you ask them, how are you thinking of the spider? They'll tell you things like, well, it's going to run at me. I know it's going to run at me. And they're creating a movie in their head of a spider running at them when there are no spiders anywhere. They're just imagining that's what spiders do. And when I've asked people about the submodalities of their spider. They usually tell me that it's larger than life. Or how big, how much larger than life is your spider? And sometimes the spiders that they're, they're thinking about in their imagination could be larger than a large dog. Now I think I'd have second thoughts about spiders if they were larger than a large dog. But that's just their imagination, running away with them, and then they associate into it, which creates the feelings. Now, one way to reduce feelings is to disassociate. So one of the things that I would do with my spider phobic is I would get them to put what they're imagining in their head onto a screen like a small tv like a laptop a computer screen and look at whatever they were imagining happening to them now look at it on the screen so they disassociate they step back from it and that simple process will reduce the fear and anxiety and then you can change the submodalities even more. You can get them to make the screen smaller, to push it away in the distance. And When they do that, the fear and anxiety get smaller. Now we can also use words to change the way we think of things. So we can have words that would change whether you're associated or disassociated. If I asked you to think about something happening now, you would be associated into it. If I ask you to think about what happened then, you're disassociated from it. It's the same with this and that. If you talk about it as this problem, you have it and you're in it. If you talk about it as that problem, you change the sum modalities in the way that you're thinking about it. So, let's have a little experiment. I want you to think about something that you really enjoy doing, and think about doing it now, and notice. How you think about it, the different submodalities and think about what it was like when you did it then. What happens to the submodalities? You move it from now to then and they change in your mind. Think about it as something that you want to do, and that changes it too. So as we're talking to people, the conversations we have, we're changing the way they think. And as you get more apt, And you practice and you get better understanding the differences, the nuances in the words that you use with people. You can become a master of persuasion and influence. And people won't even know what you're doing. Because that's what we do when we're talking anyway. When we talk to people, we create states in them by the words we use and the more you learn, the easier it is for you to create the states that you want those people to have all around you. Thank you for listening. I look forward to touching base with you next time. If you've enjoyed listening to this episode of the NLP Masterclass podcast, please subscribe and connect with us on www.nlpmasterclass.co.uk. Please like and share. Thanks for listening. See you on the next episode.